Last week on Our Stormy Present, a plan to quietly infiltrate the Empire Innovation and Collaboration Complex pretty much immediately blew up in everyone's faces. All the same, the crew made it to the floor where all the information on the K-Accumulator was stored, only to find out that Empire is already building a bigger one, and that Victor Stick's Doomlord has been waiting to stop them in their tracks. How are they going to get out of this one? Gear up for one final flight, because today we're bringing you The Last Word. Left off last time. Uh, let, let me let me do a little a, a little fun GM voice intro again. Sure. The four of you stand in the now ransacked information center of the Empire Entertainment and Aeronautics. Uh, what, what was it called it again? Innovation and something or other center. And the window, as you wanted has been busted open by an airship. The only problem is that it's not your airship, and now probably the single deadliest person on the planet is standing between you and the only exit other than the elevator. Great. Great. <laughs> uh, can you describe what he looks like for us again? Sure thing. Victor Stick's Doomlord is wearing a full set of designer ebony armor, and a blood-red cape, which you're now realizing looks a lot, uh, it looks real similar to a cape that Pottlewar likes to wear, except that his is kind of a faded pink. <laughs> I think I'm wearing that faded pink cape, uh, along with all my other ratty clothes that I use to make myself look like I just came out of a ditch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> Pottlewar is just getting me to go, Uncle, oh, it's so good to see you, how long has it been? Hold on, wait, wait, what? I, I think he he sort of squints. He's like, oh my god, is, is Excalibur, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Excalibur, is that you, lad? Oh, you, you look so much bigger. You've been eating your gravies and your sauces, haven't you? <laughs> oh, perhaps lately. It's been, it's been a rough going, but I've, I've made it here. I've made it back, you know... Within, uh, you know, Empire space, and I'm oh, I'm so happy to see you again. Like, oh, I mean, your your dad's gonna be your dad's gonna be so happy you're still alive. I, I I'm sort of gravitating all over the northern half of the British Isles with this one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had something a bit more. Uh, I had I had something a bit more uh, more localized in mind, but uh, anyway, you should probably you should get back on the ship. Like they're they're all gonna want to they're all gonna want to know that you're okay. 
It's been years. Of course, of course, yes. And like, he's like gritting his teeth. He's like, yes, I can't wait to see father. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, let's go, everybody. Come on. Uh, oh, hmm. uh, hold on now. Uh, now, what? Your friends here are pirates, right? Uh, well, yes, but they, they saved my life, uncle. Uh, Rosa loves a so-so hang sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think he squints again at Rosa, but he doesn't manage to determine anything that helps him much. They're a bit uh, rough around the edges, a bit rapacious, but they did rescue me, father. Uncle, whoever you are, I'm very disoriented right now. <laughs> no, it, it, it is, is uh, Pottleroy's uncle. Uh, I, I think he just sort of... He rubs his chin. Well, it'd be a hypocrite if I claimed that I never... Ran with pirates when I was younger. Eh, what the hell. As long as they're willing not to cause any more trouble, give the amplifier they stole back. No hard feelings. We can call it water under the bridge. Yes, we will definitely do that. <laughs> Alright, uh, where's the amplifier? Uh, you know, we left it back at our pirate base. A- and where is that? Um, hey... Hey, pause. Is is our ship still on a collision course with where that ship is right now? Oh uh, no, I I, I, can, I can redirect it so it pulls up behind that ship, pretty easily actually. You know, it's it's got a lot of space to maneuver. Um, hold hold on there. Do you, do you have a do you have a ghost coming out of your? I'm losing this. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back to this one. I can, I can do this one reliably. Anyway, is that is that a ghost coming out of your hand? What's the What's the thing there? Um, it's my dad. Got him in my hand. You know, like you do. Your, your dad's, your dad's Buckner Othis, the single most wanted pirate in history. I mean, he was. I would think being dead would kind of like clean the slate. Well, he, I mean, he's not that dead, is he? If he can still talk to you, kind of, kind of suggests a life beyond life, as it were. I mean. There demonstrably is one. Oh, but, 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 Uncle, surely assisting in saving the life of the royal heir would do, do something to, to truncate, abridge those charges? Rosa of the so-so hand sign. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, do you know anything about this, like, apocalyptic, uh, mega super demon or whatever that they're looking to summon? Oh sure, no, uh, I can t- I can tell you all about that. That's just uh, it's just gonna suck up all the K energy on the planet, and uh, that'll be explic- exclusively for Empire use from now on. I I mean, our little computer here ran the numbers, and it seems like that'll just end the world. Actually, no, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> anyway, you, you, do you all, do you all want to get on board the ship? Because. If, if there's no more trouble, I got places to be, including apparently a pirate base. Pottery kind of leans over to Leah and is like, Right now he hasn't talked to anybody who's in this building yet. He doesn't know all, all the trouble we've caused. If we get on now, we might be able to recover from this. Yeah, but how do we know we're not, Like, if we get on that ship, like... We're, we're gonna be completely at his mercy. We... Leah, we already are that. You know what we won't have if we get on the ship? The ship aiming guns at us. Fine, fine. Uh, we'll we'll go with you. But can I, 
Can I head over to our ship real quick? I need to fix my hand. Oh, yeah, no. Sure, sure. go ahead. Uh, and I think at that, the ship in question does... Uh, it, it swoops up. It kind of grazes the paint on Victor's ship, but <laughs> oh. it's nothing too bad. That'll that'll buff out. It's sorry. Fine. We'll have, yeah, we'll have okay. our guys call your guys, and you know, insurance will work it out. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be yeah. We'll uh, we'll be right back. These repairs shouldn't take long. I just needed the right tools. I I I uh I, I got to be honest. I didn't expect didn't expect these folks to be so reasonable. You don't see that with a lot of pirates. Oh yes, they're incredibly reasonable and generous. Right, your, everybody. Your, your wonderful nephew has been a great influence on us all. To oh, be honest, shucks. sir, the the piracy thing is really more of an image. Like we're a band, primarily. the The piracy thing is really more just for the for the show of it all. You know. Yeah. Oh, of course. No, you need to get you need to get your street cred. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand entirely. It's a gimmick. Uh, so yeah, I think Leah, you managed to get your arm fixed up fairly easily. Cool. Cool beans. I'll I'll just clear that one. Awesome. Uh, your dad's still visible, but that's probably fine. You know. Uh, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I would fix that. I I, I think uh, arcane magics was more his field than hers. Hmm. Hey. Uh. Hey, Pa. Yeah. Um. How how do how do we get you back in there? Well, honestly, I was never particularly expecting to get brought out in the first place. Uh. It's, it's kind of a, a a new experience. Well, not a new experience as such. I've been out before, but usually in a meat body. So, uh huh. I'm uh-huh. rambling. Yeah, I'm, I'm a rambling man from time to time. You know this about <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I do. It's it's honestly kind of nice that I'm not the only one who can hear you for once when that happens. Uh, usually, it just seems like I'm staring off into space for anybody who looks at me. Um. Anyway, though, I'm a I'm a little worried about you being exposed. I'm pretty sure that guy's a necromancer. That is true, yes. He he, he knows the secrets of blood and bone. Mm-hmm. I, he also knows who you are. That's a problem. It's not ideal. Um, okay, well, why don't we have a moment to kind of strategize? I, I'm not good at this, but, like, I guess while we have a time to think, uh, what do, what do you think we should do? Mm, we could go back to the moon. Yeah, but if the, if if the world ends, like, well, for one thing, all of this stuff here, like, everyone here is going to die. That's not great. You know, I like some of these people. But also, I, f- I feel like that bad shit's going to make its way to the moon eventually. Uh, no, there's a lot of distance between here and the moon, Leah. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, mm. But it's fun down here. I get to get in scraps. Well, that that I definitely can't deny. A L- lot of people to fight, a lot of... And what, what, what about Garcia? A lot of pretty women to have long conversations with. Yeah, and, well, Garcia, Garcia will be fine. He doesn't even need to breathe. He's probably been through worse. But no, you, you, the point, it, it's a decent point. Uh, I mean, he's got a real good ship, though, you know? Like, that thing's fancy. You could take a ship. You could take his shit. <laughs> what a smash cut to Pottleroy talking to, uh, uh, fucking Forte. Just like, now listen, don't take anything <laughs> until we're out of this. Hey, hey guys, I think we should take his shit. 
Now, do you just say that in front of him? No, no. We we went back. We went back to our ship. Remember? I don't know that we all went. I, I know. Was yeah, just I was just I cutting back to us still in the the oh, okay, like, never server mind. room while you're there talking to your dad. Yeah. Okay, my bad. My I, bad. You're no, fine. I you're just, fine. I just <laughs> replied to Podleroy. You mean starting now, right? Yeah, yeah, starting now. I slowly set down the like stapler or whatever that I was <laughs> starting to put into my pockets. <laughs> Rosa has two staplers. I don't know where she was keeping them, but she puts them back. Look, if you can all just stay on good behavior for, I don't know, a day... I can convince them that you're all heroes and you'll be rewarded way more handsomely than you could possibly steal. Uh, I, th- I think now the PDA actually pipes up. And what will we do about the massive device to end the world? We'll figure that one out. Maxie, you'll have noticed that uh, planning hasn't really gone well for us so far, so I think winging it might be our best option here. Winging it is what got you in this situation to begin with, specifically when you blew a hole through several sections of flooring. Listen, I I am the first person usually to suggest running away, but if we run away, we're not going to get any closer to fixing this problem now, are we? Nod. We're not being killed right now. Honestly, I think the situation is fine. Nod. All right. Uh, Leah, are, do you want to do anything else on board the ship before you oh, rejoin God. everybody else? What else can I do? Um, Ooh, I've got a suggestion. Yeah, hit me. Do you think you could rig up a way to sabotage that amplifier to, like, maybe fuck him up so, like, we can retrieve it, give it to him, and then, like, once we're underway, maybe knock him out? Ooh, I like well, that. The problem is I, I, I was under the impression our ship can't move without the amplifier. Right. I mean, you're taking his ship, though. Oh, that's true. If you go through with okay, that. Okay, in that case, I'm going to pack up as much of our shit as I can. Uh, uh, under the guise of like you know, like let, 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 we'll just we'll just tell him like, hey, this amplifier is making our ship go, so we need to bring our stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like subtly bring like gadgets and weapons and shit, like whatever I can sneak on board. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I think he definitely notices. I'm not like I'm not even gonna have you roll for that because you do not have lies, and some of this stuff is big, and he's mm-hmm. like. Are you bringing... Is that an entire ramming prow? <laughs> it was really hard to build. I don't want to lose it. You, you can just make those out of scrap. I know, I did. I regularly do. But, like, I... Oh, fine, fine. I'll leave it here. All right. Are, are you four about ready to go? Yes, because... absolutely. Let's go, everybody. Okay, fantastic. Can't wait. To get back and see father. Uh, so yeah, I guess the four of you pile onto his ship, and he and the crew get it going in mm, almost exactly the opposite direction of the huge world-ending thing oh. that you were worried about. Oh, how much crew does he have? Uh, a couple dozen. It's a big ship. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, how like how how big are we talking for the ship? Like, well, let's say like four times as big as old Betsy. Damn. So like a big band. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's so not really is... that big. <laughs> this is this is like a double decker bus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a tour bus. Yeah. 
Alright, so perhaps this wasn't the best idea, it turns out, after all. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll keep up the, the, the quiet, peaceful play as long as, uh, as long as we can, but I swear to God, if we, if we lose old Betsy for good, this is on your head. Listen, Podleroy, you can't possibly know how good or bad a plan is until it's over. Not, not Leah, I, I'm still, I'm still autopiloting old Betsy. Oh. Well, She'll be fine. Okay, alright, Sorry. I the I the player legitimately forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I the GM was more than happy to remind you. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think uh, I think Victor drops by with some cucumber water and a light dinner. Oh, oh, what what's the light dinner? I hadn't thought that far ahead. Uh, well, you can't just say a light dinner and not have at least like a course, right? You, know, you know, it's 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 a pile of indistinct food matter. Uh, Luke, what were the five food groups again? Uh, what was it? Sugar, salt, fiber, gravy, and sauce. All right, it's a pile of Doritos covered in gravy. Oh, uh, Russ is digging into that big two-handed fist of Doritos. Ah, ah, sloppy triangles, classic. I really do wish more people were open to reason with things like this. Obviously, I know it's a difficult decision to make, but uh, it really saves everybody a lot of trouble. Just real quick, I'm going to respond to what he just said, but I do like that you said a light dinner and then served us Doritos poutine. I mean, Doritos are pretty light. You know, the lightest of the fast food. Uh, anyway, uh, what? Well, no. The real Locus Poutine sounds good, though. <laughs> yes, of course, Uncle. Of course. Uh, what, what, what decision are you referring to? Oh, I was under the impression that you four were going to uh, leave your life of piracy behind, not cause any more trouble, because obviously, you know, if you keep causing trouble, I've, I can only grant you so much clemency before I am oh. contractually obligated to murder. Right, of course. Of course, of course, right, that, you, yes. You know, inclusive you. Obviously, I wouldn't kill you, kid. Oh, well, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> just, just buries himself in his Doritos poutine. I, I laugh <laughs> a lot more convincingly and just pat him on the back. <laughs> no, no, we've learned a lot from uh, Master Doomlord here. <laughs> <laughs> Completely having forgotten his real name. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa nods and pats Doomler on the other side. I assume that she's sitting like on the other side of Doomler, but yeah. she doesn't stop stuffing her face with her other hand. Hmm. So, so are <laughs> are we just are we just flying to the other side of the planet? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I feel like at some point we're gonna have to launch some sort of attack on them and commandeer their ship. Right. Hmm. I I figure after dinner I would like hide and try to get to where the pilot is and maybe when people aren't looking, turn it around? Uh, well, I can say you can easily get into the vents with your ability. Mm -hmm. It's in the vents. Yeah. So, I think Rosa can fairly easily slip away without really being noticed. So, yeah, I think I do that at one point. I'm there and then I'm not. While we were eating, see, while you we said were eating we arranged... You know, this this plan through a series of, like, taps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 
the difficult thing about that is that Leah's always tapping for two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one of your arms is moving on its own. The really yeah, awkward yeah, yeah. thing is because we don't want it to be super obvious we're doing that, it has to be like tapping on each other's legs, which means it's got to be a relay. <laughs> God. <laughs> and also, you never bothered to teach me the tap code, so I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, so who, who, who wants to make the first move here? I mean, I think I think the idea is um, Rosa tries to sabotage the yeah, you know, the pilot, and depending on how obvious that is, we uh, we do our best to knock folks out once that happens. Uh, yeah. What if I try and uh, d- uh, distract Victor Sticks just as dinner's wrapping up? Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Roy just mm-hmm. says, uh, "Uncle, this is perhaps a bit silly of me, but it's been so long since I've seen you. What if we?" <sighs> Would you indulge me with one of your incredible stories of demon slaying? I, it's been so long since I've heard one. Well, as it happens, I have a new story of demon slaying, courtesy of you and your friends. I'm not upset. I want to make that clear. But <laughs> I'm just being realistic about the situation. Oh, yes, absolutely. Why don't you tell me all the gruesome details of that, uh, that most recent adventure? All right, so while he's doing that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Rosa, you make your way to... A, it's not like super large, but it's larger than you're used to. It's sort of uh, the bridge of this ship. It's got a big bay window that opens onto the vast world ahead of you, which is mostly the occasional floating continent and a lot of clouds, admittedly. So it's not as interesting as it could be. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not too many crew members here. There's a couple mostly bodyguards for the captain who is just very casually occasionally taps a button or makes a small course correction he doesn't have to pay too much attention to this whole thing yeah I think I wait to see if people leave and if no one leaves then I just uh, pounce from the bench probably and try to at least knock everyone out or stun them alright yeah Uh, give me Dread plus Rush, cool. which is going to be 3d10. Cool. Seven is my highest. All right. Let me roll for stress. You'd think I would be used to this by now, <laughs> having rolled dice for over a year, uh, but I guess not. All right. So, yeah, you're going to deal uh, d- You're going to deal d8 plus two, which turned out to be six. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, that turned out to be eight after the plus two. And you're going to take... Hmm, I don't know if I want this to be corpus damage. I'm going to say this is composure damage, actually. Okay. So, yeah, you just sort of launch yourself out of the vents, mm-hmm. and you grind one of those bodyguards into the floor immediately. Like, he's done. And then the next one manages to notice you're coming, raises her gun to fire at you a few times. The noise kind of startles you because these are very loud guns Mm -hmm. but none of the shots actually hit you where it hurts and you're able to take her out pretty easily after that uh the captain now notices you're here and he is going straight for a big red button i'm going straight for him i'm rushing him all right give me another rush plus dread this one at one difficulty, just because you got to clear a lot mm-hmm. of distance in a short amount of time if this is going to go good. I'm, I'm going to spin dash at him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, is that two? 
Two D ten, yes. Cool. Nine. All right, yeah, he is. His hand is like a centimeter away from that button when you just peg him in the face. He is out for the count. I think he lands on the console in a way that kind of makes the ship do a sudden swerve. <laughs> and over with the other three, Victor's Doritos like <laughs> rattle a little bit, slide to the side, and he's like, Well, that's odd. That was probably just some turbulence. Yeah, this part of the world can be like that. I feel the skies are so rough these days, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been riding around in uh, the rickety little... Uh, well, ship, I suppose, is the word for it. Uh, he's like, when he has a <laughs> hey. chance, when he thinks he can get away with it, he's looking very apologetically at Leia. <laughs> he just keeps turning back to me and going, <laughs> mouthing, sorry, so sorry. Yeah. No, uh, listen... We all have to accept subpar transport from time to time. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Hey! My pa built that ship with his two hands, and I've been maintaining it with my one and his one. God damn it. Yes, and you really can tell. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh. I'm just, I'm just, like, arm, like, clenching her arm, and, like, it's halfway between a reassuring squeeze and a warning Squeeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Leah just turns and, and and just stares, like, kind of is staring daggers at Forte, but is also like, like, just just this screaming look in her eyes of just, can I hit him now? Can I hit him now? Are we still being sneaky? Can I hit him now? Mm-hmm. So over on the bridge, Rosa, you've managed to take care of the fairly small amount of crew members in here. Yeah, and. You can just do whatever, I guess. You got this console right in front of you. Uh, I'm gonna do... Hmm. See, uh, this is the problem when I don't have a good idea for plans. But <laughs> I have two in my head, and y'all can veto me and say we talked about this earlier when we were sure. tapping. Sure. Plan number one, turn this around and go back to where we came from. Um, plan number two, uh, I still have Asus number. They could help us. Uh, she could help us here in some way from episode one or two. Oh, yeah. P- plan number three, some combination of that question mark? Getting us turned around seems like the priority, but that might mm-hmm. be a good uh, thing to fall back on when this inevitably goes mm-hmm. bad. Would, would they even be willing to help us? I thought we ended on very much like if I ever see uh, you again. I'll I was going to promise the ship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, this if we give I mean, them this ship in, in exchange for their help, that would be pretty if, fucking good. If they're going to listen to anybody, it'll be Rosa. Yeah. That's probably true. I, sure. I don't have a better idea. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to call this an airship roll. Uh, drop a die because you have not driven something of this size before you are mm. kind of flying blind here so roll me 2d10 and let's see how this goes mm, what could go wrong here uh that's an eight all right yeah so rosa you managed to figure out the console pretty easily and get the ship gently turned around and on a course roughly in the direction of the facility that uh the pda pointed out to you and I do think, back with the other three, Victor would definitely notice this. So he's like, did, did the ship just turn? Okay, I think this might be a good time for me to ask. Mm-hmm. 
What's the best way to make a terrible, distracting problem? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well... Now, Forte, we have established, knows a fair amount about cursed instruments. Owns several on her person. And Victor Styx's, you know, bass guitar slash actual battle axe, that's probably got some demons in it. You might be able to just, you know, let those out, see what they do. Let them wreak havoc. Ooh, would I be able to potentially play a song on one of my cursed instruments that, like, resonates with it and calls them forth? Uh, tell you what, if you want to make a charm plus invention roll, you can. All right. So that'll be 2d10. I rolled a one and a two. Woof. Okay. All right. So, uh, the good news is <laughs> you do definitely manage to call some demons forth. The bad news is you weren't expecting it to resonate quite how it did with his guitar, and, ooh, it's just kind of summoning a lot more demons than you expected, and some of them are going right through your head. They're not, like, possessing you or anything, but it doesn't feel good to have them in there. Uh, I'm just gonna roll some clarity stress for that. And Potteroy is going to start screaming. <laughs> I think Victor turns directly to, uh, like, to Forte. And he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Jesus Christ, I... I was just practicing. I don't... What the fuck is... Why are your eyes glowing red? I... My eyes are glowing red? Yes. And he holds up a, a really nice little pocket mirror, actually. It's got little rhinestones around the edge. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they do not normally do this. So, yeah, no, uh, I think the demons are rapidly establishing corporeal forms some of them are constructing bodies out of doritos or <laughs> various you know various things that are lying around instruments and weapons that aren't in use bottles of vodka lying on the floor that sort of thing oh man vodka demon. Uh, one i think one just just kind of he just hijacks the bartender and he keeps bartending, but he, oh, there's there's blood in that now. That's a real bloody Mary. Uh. <laughs> that demon doesn't want to doesn't really want to cause trouble. He just really wants ten bar. Yeah, listen, that's just how it goes sometimes. Not every, not everybody's a bad person, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Victor Sticks is definitely just grabbing Forte by the collar and lifting her into the air. You have been on my ship. For less than half an hour, and you've already created a containment event? I... Why on earth did a bunch of demons hop out of your fucking guitar when I just started practicing? Because it's a cursed guitar! Well, I can't... And you were using a cursed instrument. I can't possibly be blamed for that. I'm, I'm going to... Okay. Okay, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Poddle Roy? Yes? You, you're, a, you're, you're a strong young man. That's not, clearly, a, that's not clearly his actual name. Muscle. You've clearly put on some muscle. That's not his name. <laughs> Sorry, Excalibur. I forgot. <laughs> Excalibur, you're clearly a strong young man. You've gotten a lot. You've, you've grown a lot in your time with these ruffians. So I'm going to trust you to deal with these monsters while I take her to the brig to be dealt with. Oh, I've, I, I, uh, and I've, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Dealt with? What do you mean dealt yes, with? you know. 
Look, obviously she's not going to be executed. We're just going to have her imprisoned until we get to a proper prison facility where she will be in probably six to six months to a year. I don't want to be too harsh about this. Okay, no, the world will end by then. Uh, Leah fucking sucker punches the guy. Oh, no. Okay. All right, yeah, let me... Woof, let me just check to see if you have anything that's going to make this easier. Ah. Biggest mess. (laughs) Yeah. I would hope family, because I'm trying to defend Forte here. Yeah, okay, give me family plus brawn... At difficulty two, so that's gonna be one d ten. Hell yeah, that is a one. Hell yeah, <laughs> love Later. these rolls now, for the finale. <laughs> I'm going to offer you this option. Uh huh. I'm just going to remind you first of how it went last time. Uh huh. But you do have knuckle down. You can take brutal stress in order to turn that into a success. Do you want to do that? I'm trying to figure out how bad that actually is because I'm still I don't entirely have a grasp on the damage system for this game. I'm going to be so honest. So in this instance, uh you're so basically depending on the severity of what you're getting hit with, uh-huh. you would normally take D four, D six, or D eight stress. Uh-huh. Uh since you just got a one, that's gonna be doubled. And if you knuckle down I'm going to roll two dice and take the higher of the two. No, I'm not going to knuckle down. I'm going to just take the whatever happens. All right. So I think you do manage to sucker punch him. You get him directly in the face, fist into cheek, and he does not flinch. Oh, He just slowly turns to face you. (sighs) I'm too kind for my own good. And then he sucker punches you back. (laughs) And, oh, that hurts a real lot. Uh, And that's going to be four corpus stress. But some of that gets absorbed by armor, at least. Yay. (laughs) I, I... Yeah, so that hurts like the Dickens. It's not going to be too bad. It did distract him from Forte for a moment. Yeah, I think... Are my eyes still glowing? Yeah. I think I'm going to try and grab a hold of whatever demons are somewhat in my body and try to, uh, I guess, possess them for a moment and hit him. Okay. That's fun. Ooh, what what would that even be? I I feel like that would be like... Eh, let's call it charm plus focus. So you get 2d10. Okay. Uh, highest is a 7. Alright. I'm going to say... You take a little more clarity damage from that. Okay, okay. Uh, specifically three. Uh, something I should maybe know at this point. What is the, like, upper limit on these stresses? So, generally speaking, if you get to ten stress after your resistance, uh, you're almost certainly going to get fallout, and it's going to be real bad. Okay. You have two clarity resistance and five stress, so you're effectively at three. Which isn't too bad. I have the ability to potentially convert stress into kismet stress, I just figured it'd be good to know when I might need to do that. That is also a good point. So yeah, I think you manage to draw whatever's left out of your body. Uh, Your eyes do stop glowing, 
and you just got this wriggly little worm kind of thing. It does not look good. It's got too many eyes and too many teeth, but you, you do seem to be in control of it, and what exactly do you want to do with this um, thing? I want to see if I can have it kind of come after him in a way that's going to keep him busy. Yeah, all right, so he's looking in the other direction, so I think it just... You just kind of aim it at the back of the neck, and it bites down real hard. Uh, he, he just sort of lets out a grunt and lets go of you and drops his fists. Y'all are probably going to want to deal with that in a second. Uh, Rosa, you are still basically in control of this ship, mm -hmm. but... Uh, she has found a hat. I think she took it off the captain, and she is now wearing the captain's hat. Excellent. God, yes. <laughs> I love that for her. You got, you're hearing a lot of pounding and wailing, and not in, like, the fun Friday night way. <laughs> hmm. Seems like something's trying to break that door down. Uh, I tried to set the autopilot. Okay, yeah, give me... This is a fancy ship, so give me 4d10. Cool. Eight was my highest. All right, yeah, so you have officially set the ship to just... It's got cruise control mm -hmm. on, it has plotted a chart directly to where you need to go, and it should just take care of it from there. It'll okay. be fine. I'm gonna get back in the bents and fall down on top of whoever's pounding at the door. Okay, yeah, you make your way through the vents, and pounding at the door, there's just kind of like a pile of crew members trying to get anywhere that isn't full of demons, and they're not having a huge amount of luck. They're having even less when a giant fairy armadillo drops mm -hmm. on them. Uh, I, I think... Whichever one you manage to land on is just kind of trying to tear you off of their head with very little success. And, you know, at, at least you it, you are distinctly out of there. You're not causing any trouble. You're just vibing. <laughs> I'm fine. Luke, you haven't said anything in a while. Uh, it's because Potteroy is just sitting at the table looking at the uh, fight breaking out and completely dissociating. <laughs> Just has, oh, like, a nervous smile on his face. Just, hmm, mm -hmm, yes, this is going great. Polaroid, the world, come on. I, well, what do you want me to do? Help. You got a sword, don't you? Yeah. Oh, fine. I start fiddling with my sword to plug it in somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to say there is actually an outlet in the table so that you can, like, plug your phone oh, in hell yeah. the PDA. Uh... Well, what's how is uh, how is Uncle reacting to having been like bit by the leech demon thing? He, I'd say he's still struggling to remove it from his neck. I try to like not stab him with the foil, but just kind of swing it at him to get him with the electro, you know, the the electrifying effect to maybe just kind of like tase him. All right, yeah. Give me. I'm gonna say this is. Mm, Cheek plus precision, difficulty one. Yeah, roll me... Eh, 1d10. Yeah, seven. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that you take composure stress from this because you are attacking a man who absolutely could kill you and probably already would have if he was not your uncle. Right. You do manage to... You, you don't actually draw any blood, but you do manage to get the arc of electricity to kind of 
lash out at him. And that's a lot of electricity. It should obliterate him. But instead, you see his armor just sort of generate a field, which absorbs and dissipates most of that. And on the plus side, it's smoking, and it seems like it's not going to be able to do that again. On the minus side, you definitely just flash-fried the one thing preventing him from attacking your friends. Well, I'm out of ideas! No, no, that's that's, that's great. You got it. Good job. Yeah, still, yeah, every little bit helps. Yep, I'm still trying to salvage the, the lie here, even though it's pretty much gone. <laughs> Rosa, are you, do you have any interest in getting back with the rest of the party? I mean, the autopilot said, so sure. Okay, so yeah, I, th- I think after that, the door to the room bursts open with just a man trying to claw a giant pink family armadillo off of his face. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is correct and true. And hey, guys. Once, once Victor is recovered, he just has his head in his hands. Excalibur? Yeah, yes? You should really be more careful about the company you keep, boy. Well, it wasn't really... Voluntary. I, like I said, they they, they found me uh, near 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 starvation and rescued me. Wasn't really my choice. Now, was it your choice to bring them aboard this ship with the express intention of sabotaging? Oh, express intention. That's that's a very strong way to phrase everything. I think probably. Also, I take offense with sabotaging we're stealing and giving it to my girlfriend friend we haven't talked about this much Paroy just withers back down into his seat Uh, while that conversation has been going on uh, Leah's gonna be whispering into her hand hey Pa uh, the ship still has functioning weapons right yeah yes it should alright fire on this ship what ASAP you you want me to fire on the ship you're on yes alright where should I aim at us, ideally. All right. Uh, I guess I'm going to roll 3d10. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It's. I feel like it, I genuinely feel like it's the best move strategically we have right now. And also, uh, unless I completely misunderstand my character sheet, I heal when I do something completely reckless. So yeah. let's go. Yeah. No. I'm, honestly, I'm going to give you that right away. Just uh, roll d6 and relieve that amount of stress. Normally, I save that for the end of a session, but. I feel like I feel like you earned that one. Once again, my literal in-game ability to cause the biggest mess has nothing on Leah. <laughs> so yeah, I think there is a brief pause as the uh, the uh, man. What was one of the names for that thing? As the Brave Hope gets into position, and then there is a very loud grinding and. I don't know a better way to describe this than chunking noise as a harpoon pierces through several layers of ship and embeds itself in the ceiling directly above the five of you, counting Victor. Ah! Uh, it did spear one of the plates of Doritos, sadly. Oh, no. Rip. no! The Dorito had only had one week left until retirement. So, Maxi, what are the other demons doing right now? This is a bunch of them running around. Mostly, I think they're, you know, devouring me. Well, nobody here on this ship is innocent. They're all agents of Empire. They're devouring people, uh, tearing the ship apart. I think there is probably 
a larger one trying to get at the five of you, but it's a little too large for the doorway. It's just kind of bumping up against it. Ah, oh, buddy. Right. Sorry, did you want a response for that, or are you just being sympathetic? <laughs> Listen, we've all been there. Uh, uh, I think Leah's just going to yell to the rest of the crew, Back to old Betsy, let's go! And she's going to uh, grab Potteroy. Okay. And uh, grapple her way up to the harpoon. Mm-hmm. I- I'm assuming the other two of you follow? As best we can. Um, <laughs> not 100% sure how to get to yeah, the ceiling. So- so, I mean, you can grab onto any part of the okay. harpoon. Once once all four of you are more or less clinging onto it, uh, I guess Buckner's just going to be like, well, uh, you're all going to want to hang on real tight, for obvious oh. reasons. And the harpoon retracts at extremely How high speed. that's happening? I've got a question. That, that, that wasn't my plan, but you know what? It works. <laughs> um... Do I still have that arm I stole last session, or did that get left behind with the misfire? I'm going to say you okay. have it. Um, can I, like, try and, like, jam it into firing position and just, like, toss it down there as we're going away? I'm hoping it'll explode. Absolutely. I'm not even I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Just say what happens. Uh, yeah, no, I say I'm going to... I mean, this thing was experimental anyways, right? I'm going to, like jam all the functions on at once and just drop it and be like, oh, hey, I should probably give this back since we're giving up crime and all that. And I just throw it down there as we're leaving. And uh, hopefully it just kind of blows up. All right, yeah, no, I think it definitely explodes as you're partly on your way to Old Betsy. You do manage to land on the roof of the van just as you see... Oh, you you ended up uh, steering that ship directly into a bunch of mountains because it turns out that the most direct path <laughs> to where you were going was a very big, very mountainous island. So <laughs> that thing is just getting it's getting destroyed from every which way. Oh no! Well, it's not your problem. I'm sorry about your uncle. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm feeling a lot of very conflicting emotions right now. My biggest emotion is hope that he didn't report much of our encounter to anyone yet. Uh, I'll be honest. One of the many emotions I'm conflicting with right now is uh, the dread that there's a solid 60% chance that he somehow did a cool guy thing and survived that. He does seem like the type who would be able to pull that off. We're going to fly away, and like as the dust clears, we're going to see him sticking his axe into the side of a cliff, just dangling there, alive. I would say it's probably closer to like a ninety percent chance. Oh well, I was trying to be an optimist, Rosa. No, I'm I'm giving it a solid one hundred percent chance that he's going to dedicate the rest of his life to destroying us. Yeah. I mean, listen, listen, listen. On the bright side, if we fail to stop the end of the world, he won't get a chance. Ah. Yeah, Polaroid, it's win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Polaroid, it's fine. A good rival just makes you sharper. Yeah, I, I've always wanted a nemesis. Dad had one. I wanted one of my own. Where's the salt packets? Hello, everyone. It's me, Maxie. And as always, I hope you've enjoyed this interlude as much as we liked putting it together.
I'd like to thank Luke and Molly once again for letting me host the show for a few weeks. It's been a real treat. And, uh, had a real time being in the GM's shoes. And, man, I know I already said it. Newfound sympathy for Luke. Still gonna make his life hell if I get the opportunity, though. If you're interested in buying our Stormy present, it's now available for purchase on both itch.io and DriveThruRPG. Holly and I are kind of flabbergasted by how much positive reception it's already gotten, and we'd love to see even more people pick up a copy. Maybe run a game with their friends. As for the show itself, you can support us at patreon.com slash playtest. For only a dollar a month, you get access to new episodes a week in advance. If you're listening to this one on April 19th, you could have listened to it on the 12th, and today, you could be listening to the newest episode of Idol on Pop. I can tell you, it's good stuff. At $3 per month, you'll get access to early episodes, plus a monthly bonus podcast where Luke and Molly discuss the design of Eidolon Become Your Best Self. You also get access to the GM notes for each episode, including these interlude ones. And for $5 a month, you'll get all that, plus access to the current draft of Eidolon, as well as getting your name read out on the podcast, like so. I want to give one last big shout-out to 21st Century, Monica Olmansic, NM, Six Detmar, Shivon Peridot Rose, Zach Weatherford, Power Dork, Matt Baltzel, Gray Aster, Augie Doggy, May Lover, Maximilian Gumble, Kevin King, Charlie Neal, Theodore Beauregard Mann, Propagable, Brulee, Big Fella, Liam Black, Jenna F, Rem Diaz, Clockwise Man, AJ, Mary Painter, Robin Long, Robin Magi, Casey, Patch, Icy Shadow, Nubs, Eater of Dice, Imran Basit, Sudzu, Mage of Spade, Joe Richardelli, Mark Sokolov, John Brownlee, Ava, Grief Ninja, Adigail Ralston, Tanner Vogelsang, Benjamin Lewis, Abby Tandon, Crass Pants, Scaly Haley, Bizarre Logo, Christopher Pragados, Tabitha Spokes, Pete Shaka, Destryhawk, Leah Plath, Drashura, Adam Levine, Tono, The Mysterious Fox of Fox Hollow, Jeans, James Terenzia, Soda Juice, LV, Kyle Wayne LaCroix, Cassandra Mira, Smokey, Hannah, Big Titty Goth Trad Wife, Queen Cat Attack, Dragon Girl Josie, Freebie, Mitchell Dill, Beardo, David, Jenny Size, Fire Princess Lily, Jordan Sam, Paradotted, Abilene, Witsu, Celeste Jennings, Jennifer, Johan 159, Mark Myers, Sky, Morgan Spade, Eli Maroney, June B, Jacob Hathcock, Jeff Dorman, Dylan Lee, Evan, Lucentia, Virgil Purcell, Liam Conlon, Rizzy, Lachlan Cleland, Ryan Ball, Robert Wilson, Ellen, Evie Helms, Erica Maybe, Striven, Lizzie Two Shoes, August, and <clears throat> the Z Not gonna do that one again for a while. Brings a tear to my eye, honestly. Thank you all once again for supporting the show, and uh like I said, we're gonna bring we're gonna be bringing you some fun stuff in season two. I hope you're excited. For now, back to last word. See, so yeah, I'm assuming the four of you are just going straight to the big old K accumulator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think as you pass the mountains, you do see Potteroy's uncle with his axe dug into the side of the God just darn it! You, you can't really see the facial features from this distance, but I think y'all know that he's just giving you the meanest glare he can muster. Son uh, of a biscuit! I blow, I blow him a kiss. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna need to build some stronger weapons when we're done with this. Uh, anyway... Onward. <laughs> so I wasn't really I wasn't really prepared for this to go down. How I think I'm experiencing the Luke at the beginning of Pop syndrome. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I think honestly, the rest of the journey to the facility where the K accumulator is goes pretty smooth. Honestly, Hell yeah. yeah. Do, do we do we run into uh, uh, Rose's girlfriend at all? Like, I mean, not if you don't call did her. They, did they just get to the wreckage and be like, "What the fuck happened here"? I mean, they could always salvage, right? Yeah. They could get some salvage from that. Yeah. I'm sure there's things to sell here. So yeah, as you approach the small isolated island where the large... I ha- I never came up with a name specifically for this thing. I wanted to say Macro K Accumulator. That doesn't sound right to me. It's a. Bi- it's just a big it's fucking thing. Special you can K see it from like two miles away. Okay. Yeah, no, fine. Great. It it is a it takes up pretty much all of this small island, kind of in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by these terrible intense winds. Thankfully, old Betsy is huge and really dense, so it's not too difficult to navigate with those. What about the Omega K accumulator or the OKC for short? No, you <laughs> God damn it! Wait, why would it? Why would accumulator abbreviate to C? I mean, you put an apostrophe in front of it. <laughs> the, the the omega K accumulator. Yeah, I think you got it with special K, and you need to stop putting more paprika on the sandwich. <laughs> paprika? I don't know. What was that your go-to? I think that was a fair effort. Fair effort. The fucked up thing is, I don't think that's the first time I've heard that phrase. No, it's a it's a phrase. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you sound so defeated because there. Because I like... realized I said a blank check phrase, and I'm trying to just move on. From oh, it. okay. <laughs> anyway, as the remaining K accumulator is the size of probably a small apartment building. It glows real bright. It kind of gives you a headache just to look at it. And inside, you can just see the silhouettes of six or seven enormous writhing things. The ship is... It's rattling. It's slowing down a bit. Leah, you can tell it's losing a bit of energy. Some of it is already getting sucked up into that thing. It hasn't even been turned on yet. The things inside are just that hungry. Uh, It's not... You're not going to crash yet, but it's definitely noticeable. Oh, this thing is like oh. a physical embodiment of a migraine. So did we have a plan for what to do once we got here? Uh, yeah, break it. There's demons inside. They'll get out. Yeah, break it. The, when they're out, they're going to do bad things. Yeah, and then fucking Empire will throw your uncle at him. Who cares? Can I, like, gauge, like, like, because I know this thing has world-ending capabilities. Uh, can I gauge, like, how close to world-ending is it already? 
Um, I mean, it hasn't been turned on yet. If it doesn't get turned on, it won't end the world. Sure. The demons inside wouldn't end the world on their own. Okay. It could probably end, like, a small country. Yeah, okay, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> you know, the island's in the middle of nowhere. What are they going to do if you let them out? I guess that's uh, true. Okay. Okay. You know what, Potteroy? Here. I, 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 feel like, I feel like you've earned it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear you out. If you have a better idea than just break it, I am all ears. And not just because of the rabbit thing. I, re- I mean, I'm listening to you. So much like in real life, uh, Forte had her mouth open to make a joke when you said that and then just <laughs> quietly shut it. <laughs> See, I knew that was coming. I knew, I knew it was coming. I don't know. Isn't there a way we could maybe just terminate some process or something? Maybe we could just starve them out and just let them die quietly in the tube. Hey, Maxie. Yes? Uh, when you when you were looking at all those uh, plans we fed to you, uh, did you see anything in there that would give you an idea of the best way to, like, disable this thing? Well, uh, I did see that there is an emergency stop function located on the external control and maintenance units, and... Hang on a second. Actually, Buckner, could you help me with this? And, yeah, no, sure. The ship just puts a spotlight on the side of the thing, which doesn't help the glare, it doesn't help the glowing. It hurts even more now. But you can see there's kind of a scaffold set up around the central tube with various guards and scientists and machinery on the scaffolding. And we just sh- shown a spotlight on them, so they definitely know we're here. <laughs> You know, I, I didn't really think about that part, so that, one, that one's on me. Sorry about that, Leah. Well, that's okay. So so we take those guys out and then do what? Well, there should... I'm kind of unclear on the exact location of the emergency stop. It should probably be in the middle of the thing. They're usually in the middle, right? Uh, Maxie, what... Uh, I mean the GM, not the... <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, what was the name of the building? Thanks again. Thanks again for making this as confusing for me as possible, What's by the that? way. You know I don't even appreciate it a lot. The biggest mess. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the building we just left? Uh, the Empire Innovation and Collaboration Complex. Okay. Uh, then I think Pomeroy is already on, like, the... Uh, I'm, I'm imagining we have some kind of, like, megaphone attached to this thing that we can talk through. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, he is shouting through the PA down to the guards and says, Hello, yes, we're from the Empire, whatever Maxie just said. We need to speak with whoever's in charge here immediately. It's crucial. Uh, I'm using where's the manager. Okay, yeah. Let me just roll the stress for that, which, thankfully, you're not suffering too much of it. Uh, Let me roll for Fallout. All right, you are going to fall out from that, though. Okay. So give me, give me one second to figure out what we're looking at here. All right. Uh, five to eight stress. No, that's going to count as four because you have one point of resistance. And let's see what would be a good clarity result for this. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to just pop adrenaline on your sheet, and that's not going to come up immediately, but it's going to come up when I think it'll be funny. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> 
Uh, adrenaline is your instincts kick in and you do something ill-considered. If you're trying to escape or de-escalate a situation, you strike out. If you're trying to fight, you panic and retreat. This lasts a moment just long enough for a single immediate action. Okay. Uh, so I'll let you know when that fucks you up. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, see, so yeah, I, th- I think there is kind of a, you know, there's a lot of hustling and... I'm trying to think of the word for it. There's just kind of like a, a lot of hubbub down there as they try and figure out what the hell is going on here. And I think eventually somebody responds via Maxi. And they're just like, yes, this is Mitchell Fourleaf. I'm in control of this research facility. And, uh, sorry, you you are? I'm Excalibur Doomlord, and I'm here with urgent news. The scientists have run another simulation on this device and have found a fatal flaw. We need to shut it down immediately, or there will be catastrophic consequences. I think there's a long pause, and then there's just a a lot of laughter on the other end of the line. (laughs) No, no, no. We'll we'll be in real serious trouble if if we get behind schedule. You know how the CEO is. The CEO sent me to tell you to shut this down! Now, I want to be a little nice with this. Lexi, do you want to help him with this lie at all? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Forte is going to jump in and say, okay, no, no, no. Now, now to be clear, we are not going to fall behind schedule here. We need, to, we need to shut this down now so we can implement some last-minute changes that will make this thing run so much better. He's going to be furious if we don't go through with this because the, the results of this project are not going to be on track if we keep going the way they are now. Yes, of course. Thank you, technician. I I misspoke. I'm simply... I'm quite peeved. We need to make these changes immediately, though, or everything is going... This whole place is going to explode. Do you want that, Mitchell? All right, so I think between... Podleroy's got dread... Uh, Forte's got lies, Anak and Stolen Valor, and Anak and Mediation. So yeah, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna say that you would have a base of 4d10. Okay. I'm gonna say difficulty 1, given the circumstances. Okay. So yeah, either of you can roll 3d10 for me. Alright, I got it. Uh, that's gonna be... Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 2, a 1, and a 4. Oh, <laughs> Alright. So... All right, fine. Can you just give us the give us the deactivation code then? Of course I can. Leia, g- give me the deactivation code. You've got the notebook, right? What? The notebook with the codes in it, Leia. Meanwhile, I like cover the mic and wait. This doesn't work. Fuck. I was gonna say I cover them. I hit mute on the call and I ask Maxi, the PDA, do we do we have a deact do we have a, a code anywhere in there? According to these records, the code is only known to Charles Vendy. Shit. So, no. <laughs> okay, any idea where that fucker is right now? You left him barely conscious in that room full of acid, I think. Oh, so he's probably dead. If we're lucky. Hmm. Damn it, now I'm wishing I had taken Never Tell Me the Ads, because this would be a perfect time for a fucking <laughs> coin toss. Leia, where's the code? I don't know the... I I think the call forces itself back on. We've we've run the license on that van of yours. It says it was involved in destroying an Empire Entertainment-affiliated convoy? 
Okay, all right. Harpoon's at the at the uh, <laughs> scaffolding there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, uh, let me check my notes real quick. All right, just like I feel like these are always such good ideas, and they never work out. That's like I said earlier. Good or bad is all determined in the aftermath. Listen, Potteroy. Your biggest weakness is that you keep trying to use your brain. That doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just saying broadly speaking, people using their brains don't work in this in this in this world. That's true. Using your brain is for when you're fixing a van or an amplifier or some kind of you know, giant gatling gun that fires lasers, but it can also shoot grenades if you need it to. Do we have one of those? You you got to use your heart. Oh no, not on this ship. No, oh, that was. Oh. You really got my hopes up. I mean, we actually it might be in storage. Do we have it in storage? I'll check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Leah, I think you managed to find an extremely dusty and old-looking Gatling gun. Is a little generous to this thing it looks more like a bunch of pvc pipe hooked up to uh lazy susan mm-hmm. but you know it any port in a storm hell yeah what do i need to do to hook this thing up <laughs> i i'm gonna you know what i'm just gonna say you hook it up and okay get, i'm gonna say that's plus one from jury rigged to just wreak some havoc on these scaffolds hell yeah what am i rolling uh, give me 4d10. Alright. Here's hoping I can actually, like, roll a good thing. <laughs> I've had one roll so far, and it was a one. <laughs> oh, it's a six. Alright, no, that'll be fine. Uh, you are going to take six integrity stress for the airship. Uh, sorry, four integrity stress. It was d6. Silly me. But, <laughs> yeah, so... You get this thing hooked up in record time, and... As the various anti-aircraft defenses of this little complex start drawing a bead on the Dream Chaser, you just start firing everything the ship has. It's firing lasers, it's firing grenades, it's firing packets of salt, (laughs) which just sort of explode in midair and get all over people, makes them real itchy, kind of gets in their eyes sometimes, and that's no good. Yeah, Chemical uh, warfare. (laughs) You fire at least a couple harpoons in the scaffolds as well. Do you want to just, like, use those to tear some of it down? Uh, sure. Yeah, so you are absolutely wrecking shop on all the personnel and devices that are used to maintain this thing. But while that's going on, you are just getting peppered with anti-aircraft weaponry from several different angles at once, and... Listen, this sh- this ship is big, and it's beaten up, and has been through a lot, but this is a lot of fire all at once, and it doesn't damage anything essential, but it is chewing up the chassis of this thing real bad. I, I think your dad even complains about it. He's like, oh, oh, I can, f- I can feel that. That's awful. Why, why, did I ho- why did you have me hook up into this thing in the first place? Cause so so we could steer it remotely. Well, I mean that did end up being useful. Yeah. Wait, why is why is your like why are you able to feel the ship? 
I'm a ghost. I don't know how these things work. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like my body, I guess. It's fucked up. All right. Listen, everybody, I got a plan. Dad, shoot the uh, shoot the harpoon down there so we have a line down to the uh, down to the control panel. All right, it's the last one we got, but I should be able to manage that. Potteroy Forte, I'm gonna need you both to head down there and uh, and fuck with whatever it is you need to fuck with. Maxi, walk him through it. Rosa, you and me, we're gonna defend the ship. Let's go. Rosa follows. I I salute and say right. I captain. Oh, all right. So yeah, I think the final harpoon that the ship has, it, he fires it roughly at the middle of the accumulator. And yeah, I think, you know, Forte and Pottleroy just got to shimmy along that line. And thankfully, there's a lot of anti-aircraft weaponry. There's no anti-Pottleroy rep- weaponry, so this is going fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. There are shells bursting inches away from your face, but it's fine because they're anti-aircraft. Yep. Hate this. That's how it works. I hate this. 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 That's good, Polaroid. <laughs> that the hatred keeps you sharp. Mm. Right. I'm gonna say that the two of you successfully do get to the scaffolding. You're a little lower than you need to be. You're gonna have to go up a couple floors, and. Oh, there's a lot of guys, and some of them have guns, and some of them have swords, and none of them look happy to see you here. Oh, what do we do? What do we do? Um... Wait, I have an idea. Forte, put me up next to Pottleroy's ear so I can whisper to him. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> okay, Pottleroy... Wait, no, you need to lower my volume also. Could you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I set well, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Pottleroy, you are still a member of the Doom Lord Dynasty. You could just lie to them. What, what do you mean lie? I, I tried that. That didn't work. But you could lie to them in a different way. Like telling them that you're saying they should shut it down instead of the CEO. You would have to get to the console, but you could just yell real loud, I guess. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Luke was saving this move for something else, but I'll, I'll use it now. Oh, if you were saving no, it for no, something no. else, Listen. no, you don't need to use it. It's t- I, I just wanted to make sure that you got a chance to use it. No, I, didn't no. wa- I didn't want to. No, I can feel it. This is the time to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it then. All right, yeah, uh... <laughs> Potteroy <laughs> looks up at the, uh, you know, guards uh, staring down at them from the upper levels of the scaffold and just sk- starts yelling, just, Now you listen here, all of you! I am... Fuck, what's my name? Excalibur Bloodlust Doomlord Third, and I demand that you stand the hell down and turn this machine off! Or so help me, every single one of you will be dead at the end of my foil. I'm using I'm me and you're nothing. Yeah, so once... Uh, just, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I just wanted to say there's like a small fog around Polaroid in the sounds of lightning. And uh, and uh, Rosa has like a fog machine <laughs> yes, and a yes. sheet, a metal sheet. The lighting around, around Polaroid just gets... Mm-hmm. 
dimmer for some reason, and it's like he's got he's got mm-hmm. spotlight on him from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so once per session, you may automatically override the decision of an NPC of lower social standing than yourself, even if you shouldn't be able to. So yeah, I think the guards are going to they're going to huddle up as they so often do. I think they, I feel like they've done that once every episode so far. And you like, you just don't know the difference between football players and guards. You're like it's no, the same thing. They huddle up. They make decisions. Has a very specific way they train all their guards. Yeah, no, it's it's very standardized and it's probably for the worst. Yeah, no, it's very standardized, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Shit, dude, I think that is actually the prince who went missing. Well, he didn't have the code, though. I don't give a fuck if he doesn't have the code. He could have our asses. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, sir, we'll get right on that. And uh, I think they muscle their way over to the central console and start fiddling with it to try and shut this thing down. And I think while they're doing that, you do see one of those shadowy forms from inside just sort of thrash against the glass. It's reinforced glass. It's not cracking or anything, but oh, they're thrashing like the like the Dickens. Uh, There's a lot. These things are thrashing all over the place. I think I'm gonna be shouting like, "Hey, watch that! They're trying to escape." Oh, we, oh shit! We don't want that. Can we can we lower the energy we're giving to them? Yeah, guys, lower the energy. We don't want these things. We don't want these things feeding anymore. And. It's, it's probably fine to starve these things even more than they already were. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll keep them, it'll keep them weak, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think back on board the ship, Rosa and Leah, honestly, you've been sitting pretty. That People have mostly stopped firing the anti-aircraft weaponry now that they see that, uh, you know, Excalibur Bloodlust is down there. And, you know, you do have to dodge the occasional shot, but it's gotten a lot easier. You do hear, like, you know, it's quiet, but you hear, like, tapping on the back of your van, and it's, like, it kind of moves from the very back up to the back of the roof, and then it's, like, moving forward along the roof. Uh. And then an axe comes through the ceiling. Oh, no. That's unexpected. I can't. Uh, so yeah, I, I usually this sort of vengeance thing happens like over a longer delay. Like usually it doesn't happen this soon. Unfortunately, you know? we do not have more time. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I was kind of counting on the fact that we were only doing four sessions. I figured that would just be implied to happen in the future. We wouldn't have to deal with it. I always work to a strict deadline. And uh, Victor sticks just smashes his boot through the ceiling, and he is now aboard Old Betsy. What are y'all going to do about this? All right, Mm. all right. We're on my turf now. You and me, let's dance. And uh, she's going to try and punch him in the... No, she's not going to go for his body. She's going to go for his weapon. Okay. You're you're aiming for his guitar? Yeah, I'm going to try and break the guitar. All right, yeah. Give me... Brawn plus cheek. Uh, I'm still gonna say this is difficulty one. So give me two d10. Okay, that's a six. All right, let me see. Ooh, all right. I know how this is gonna go. So yeah, I'm going to say you do manage to 
smash your fist directly into his axe slash guitar. And it leaves a big dent, and he he just gets this slightly sad look on his face, and he's like, I spend a lot of time tuning this thing, and you're going to make me do it all over again? I don't appreciate that. So he's, like, frantically fiddling with the knobs on this thing, and he does give you a look. Thankfully, I have a backup. And he just lets out this horrible scream. It sounds like there's five people screaming at once. Like, some of them don't even sound human. It sounds like he's tapping into something monstrous and awful. And it's to the point where you can see the forms in the accumulator itself just stop to shiver for a moment. And that's going to deal... Five composure damage to you. Ugh. But I'm not going to roll for Fallout because that's very little. And because of the nature of that, uh, I'm going to say that, Rosa, you're going to need to defend against that or you will take stress as well. Sounds good. Uh, what do you need me to roll? Um, how about you tell me how you plan to resist the pain of this ancient demonic rite in scream form. And I'll figure it out from there. Can I eat it? (laughs) Now, you do have Omnivore, which says you're Mm -hmm. capable of swallowing almost anything, provided it fits in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, yes, you can eat it. Roll uh, Enigma plus Steel plus Mastery for me. Uh, Still difficulty one. So yeah, give me 3d10. That's 10. I don't even need to roll the third one. I mean, I can. Yeah. 10, 8, 10. Yeah, so while Leah's reeling from that, Rosa, you just open your mouth, and Mm -hmm. the sound he just generated just goes in there. It tastes real minty. It it tastes like a cool winter morning. That's nice. (laughs) He's definitely staring at you kind of like... First in confusion and then in horror. He's like, <laughs> oh God. What what of you is just out there in the wild? Oh fuck. Oh oh this is bad. I laugh. Wait, what of you what? It's okay, don't worry about <laughs> it. No, listen, Rosa, this isn't gonna change mm-hmm. my opinion of you, but I do want to know why he's scared because it might be important. <laughs> she shrugs a little bit and like Listen. Okay, you know what? Well, just one of the things we've had in those. He just gestures frantically at the K accumulator. What? Sorry, did you not? She can eat anything. What is? She can eat. She can eat sound. She can eat anything. What? What is hard about this? Oh, she's a demon. Oh, oh. He, he rubs his. He rubs his throat a little bit. Oh, I, I always hate what that I'm does to my. Ugh. Rosa, are you a demon? You have to tell me if you're a demon. I don't like labels. <laughs> okay, I mean, hmm. in fairness, that explains some things. Um, but, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess I guess we'll roll with it. Uh, yeah. All right, well, uh, you can eat anything. Can you eat him? Uh, yes. Is this a line you want? I mean, it's not like I haven't crossed it. Is this a line you want to cross? 
I mean, he's gonna kill us anyway. Like, listen, I've tried to, like, actually punch him with my fists hey. twice, and I'm out of ideas. <laughs> okay, I eat the man. All right, I am gonna make you roll to eat him, to be clear. I figured. Yeah. All right, see ya. Uh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You wrote the playbook. How did I not see this shit coming? <laughs> I should have seen this coming. If you if you give a player a move that says you can eat anything, sooner or later it's gonna devolve to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, give me. Now, if only you had a year-long podcast to playtest your game. <laughs> Give me Dread plus Steel. I'm going to say it's Difficulty 2, so you... Should I get No, no. It's Dread plus Steel, Difficulty 2, so give me 1d10, and let's just see how it shakes out. That's a 6. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so... You just fucking go at this man. You go at this human being in full armor. You do have to get through the armor first, so you just start gnawing on it, and... Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to make you roll for damage for this. I think your saliva just is eating through this armor. It's eating through it faster than being bathed in acid for 20 years would. And he is just kind of... He's wailing on you with his axe. It's, it's, mm-hmm. And to some extent, it is just bouncing off your armor. He's like, hey, hey, no, quit that. What the fuck? Do you have any idea... Oh, I'm, I'm gonna sound like him if I keep this up. But do you have any idea how expensive that armor is? This is an heirloom. Um, taste okay. Mm. <laughs> also, uh, we really should put a content warning for Bore on this. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. How did I? <laughs> I <laughs> the best laid plans of mice and men. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you already you also got really lucky on that damage roll. He only did three corpus damage. You did already have a lot going into this. You had twelve sure. minus five. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's effectively seven. I just rolled a yeah. six on the fallout roll. Uh, so And that's yeah. counting the extra corpus I took yeah, for <laughs> a perfect organism. Fallout yeah. distended tummy. <laughs> God. No, I'm not le- I'm not leaning into this. Don't be fucking awful. <laughs> Um, no, I, th- I think after several smacks of the axe against your mm-hmm. armor, he does eventually manage to penetrate it as his own armor is just, like, decaying into scraps and falling away, revealing... He's just got this black cloak that kind of covers all of his body. It's very mm-hmm. Grim Reaper-esque. How did you wear a cloak under armor? That doesn't seem very comfortable at all. It's not about comfort. It's about aesthetics. You You should know this. I can respect that. (laughs) So, Potteroy and Forte, are you just chilling out on the scaffolding, or are you planning on going back up to the ship? (laughs) What do you think Rose's whole deal is, anyways? You ever wonder what, you know, I mean, obviously she's like an armadillo or whatever, but do you ever wonder what's, you know, what's up with that? Uh, Maxie, would Pomeroy, with his, like, demon knowledge, like, kind of have managed to guess that she's a demon? 
I think it would be extremely funny if Polaroy knows exactly yeah. what her deal is and has pretty much since he joined the crew. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna, just going to turn over to, oh, what, you don't know? She's a demon. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know what? Sure, I definitely knew that. Yeah. Forte had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think Polaroy is just standing there, like, arms crossed, looking like an angry boss and occasionally giving, like, a random order just to really... Like, keep them moving with getting this thing shut down. I'm, I'm also playing into that illusion by looking at the PDA repeatedly. Like, I'm, you know, going over figures and stuff, and I'm really just playing Tetris. Right. <laughs> Man, Maxi has Tetris. Like, they have everything. Yeah, I said it's essentially a, um, you know, turn-of-the-century Palm Pilot, and you could definitely get Tetris on that if you played fast and loose with uh, the OS. All right, so... I think uh, Max E chirps, you know, a little yeah. ringtone. And she's just like, oh, shit's real bad, huh? Uh, what do you mean? Well, your uncle is aboard the ship and he is, eh, well, his armor got eaten, but also he completely shattered Rosa's. Uh, Rosa is going to have moderate fallout, shattered scales. Uh, she's going to take plus two stress whenever she suffers stress for the rest of the session, and she shouldn't be exposed to the outdoors either. That makes sense. Oh, well, that's not great, but as long as we get this shut down, that's what's important, right? I think the demons are continuing to thrash, and somebody calls down, uh, D- Mr. Doomlord, sir? They're, they're, they're only getting more agitated. Well, do, do something! Surely you had contingencies planned in case of emergencies! Uh, the only contingency is to blow up the whole thing with them inside, which should annihilate them, but I don't think- I don't think Mr. Venevy would like that at all. I think Mr. Venevy isn't here and I am! Do it! Uh, I'm gonna say that since I'm me and you're nothing is once per session, right. I am gonna make you roll for this one. Yeah, that's- that's reasonable. Uh, yeah, just give me Dread plus Steel at difficulty one, so 2d10. 2d10, alright, here we go. God, fucking- it's six. Okay, yeah, I think you are sweating real bad. You are incredibly stressed right now, but you do manage to cow them into submission. I think they are just frantically working with this thing to set it up to explode. And they're like, Okay, it, it'll it'll go off in just about five minutes. We're gonna need to evacuate everybody. All right, everybody, you're gonna want. Let's get out of here and fast. And uh, they all start rushing down the scaffolding, uh, including shoving past you, which seems rather rude. But you know, I'll take it. They they now officially have their own shit going on. <laughs> no, no, rats leaving a sinking ship. I get it. So yeah, no this. The accumulator is rattling, and, you know, there's a siren going off, a little klaxon. You know how it is with these things. What the hell is that? A a little timer shows up in the upper right of the screen. (laughs) Well, time to go. And I think as you're about to go for the harpoon to start shimmying shimmying up it again... Oh! Oh, that's not good. Uh, It's not there anymore. You you see that the cord was just severed by one of those anti-aircraft shots. It glanced off real bad, and the harpoon is technically part of the aircraft, so, you know, that's only fair. Uh, I guess. <laughs> so, how are, is everyone else escaping? Are there, like, shuttles and stuff that they're climbing into? 
Yeah, I think there are escape pods. All right. Um, I want to run to the nearest one. Yeah, I'm, I'm following. All right. You're going to have to get all the way down to the bottom of this scaffolding and then to the edge of the island. So why don't you roll Rush plus Desire for me, Lexi? All right. Sure. I have Desire. Mm-hmm. No Rush. So that's going to be 2d10. Okay. Ooh, there's a nine. All right, yeah, so I think... I'm assuming you're going to drag Pottleroy along yes, with yeah. you. Pottleroy does not even need dragged. All right, yeah, so the two of you make your way to the edge of the island. Several of these skate pods have already left. There's still a few remaining that have not been fully occupied. And, Pottleroy, you are full-on panicking. Yeah. So I'm going to say... You make the worst possible move right now, <laughs> which is you book it towards an escape pod. It's a little too far away, not realizing that it is already full up. Uh, uh, hold on. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, someone did grant who's... You can get the next one, sir. I promise. And then just... Uh, where's the next one? Uh ways behind you and uh, oh that, that, that timer in the corner of the screen that's getting real low oh boy I mean I guess I'd just do a sprint for that other, other escape pod and uh, Forte what are you doing with the whole escape pod situation I'm assuming you're already on board yeah, um, I'm assuming she's on the one that ditched me <laughs> you know what I'm gonna make you choose that are you on the one that ditched him or are you on the one he's running for yes I, I had climbed on and somehow he got fucking mixed up and got there too late um, I am on it, and, and I um, I have gone up to whoever's on the controls of it, and I ask him, Hey, can I see that? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, no, sure, I, uh, go ahead. So, yeah, uh, so I, yeah, hey, can I see that? That's a medium advance yeah. you took. Uh, and that just lets you ta- temporarily take possession of anything from somebody. Yeah. And in this case, you're taking control of the yeah. console. And uh, I am just going to uh, plug Maxi in real quick and say, hey, can you uh, just have this thing swing by the ship? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it, <laughs> I thought you were going to send it towards Pottleroy, but, yeah, no, instead this escape... <laughs> I don't think I know Pottleroy missed it. <laughs> yeah, the escape pod swerves around, and it is heading towards the ship where uh, Victor Styx has finally managed to knock uh, Rosa loose and he is advancing on Leo with his axe still kind of rubbing his throat I always I always hate how the, I always hate how this this thing gets my voice all fucked up <laughs> you know how it is I'm sure so I'm going to disembark uh-huh and uh, you know take stock of this forever and say oh hey good glad to see you're out of that really gaudy armor, and then I'm going to uh, stab him with my hidden cyber blade. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see, you take mastery from quick draw. Uh, I'm gonna say... Mm, I'll count it as charm. I'll be <laughs> nice. So yeah, give me 2d10. Uh, six. Alright, yeah. So, you definitely managed to stab him directly in the back. He just lets out a wail of pain again in that really unpleasant voice. That unpleasant scream he does. It's not as loud this time. Oh, he just does that naturally. Fuck. <laughs> no, this 
This is something I've practiced over the course of years. It's just become second nature. Uh, yeah, you take five composure stress from that. Uh, okay. I mean, you can convert that into kismet if you want. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say, uh, it's, I'm gonna say it's our problem now. Okay, yeah, so once per situation, you can turn that into kismet stress. So y'all just have five of that. Uh, no fallout for right now, thankfully. Hey, where's Potteroy? Uh, did Potteroy... I I could swear he was right behind me. (laughs) I think several of the people from the escape pod who are all Empire personnel embark after you. Oh, no, Potteroy was, uh, he was still on the... Wait, Potteroy's the fancy guy with the pink yes, cape, right? Yes, yeah. he's your future ruler. Go get him! <laughs> uh, I think Victor is just laughing. At not at this rate, he's not. Uh, so yeah, Potteroy, you are still very much on this island as all the escape pods are taking off without you. Uh-huh. But the Dream Chaser is swooping towards you. And I'm going to say... It's going to take a penalty from Bulky because it is on a collision course with you. Like, on a collision course with you as it comes down very fast, very hot and heavy. Okay. Uh, So I'm just going to roll 2d10 for y'all and see how that turns out. Great. (laughs) Okay. This will be fine. Well, that's a 9 and a 1. Thankfully, the 9 takes precedent. So yeah, the Brave Hope, you three are aboard it and just... Bring it in as fast as you can. Victor Sticks by now is like pinned to the back just by the force because he did not strap in. <laughs> he, he's kind of trying to force himself to move forward and attack one of you, and it's not going well for him. Uh, the, the people on the from the escape pod they're just chilling on the couch eating sugar packets, <laughs> <laughs> and it is about to crash directly into Potteroy, and it just skids to a stop right in front of him. Maybe an inch of distance away. <sighs> Hop in, kid. We gotta go. I do just that. All right. Yeah, and uh, you take off. You manage to get sufficient distance between you and the island as this apartment building-sized device starts exploding violently. Liquid and demon's blood are just spilling all over the ground. Lots of scrap metal is just tragically falling way, way down to the ground below, covered up by that horrible smoke and dust. And seems like y'all got away scot-free, except for the fact that there's still a dude who wants you all dead, and he's not pinned in place anymore. He's coming for you. Potteroy kind of gets to his feet and looks at his uncle. And uh, just kind of clenches his fists. And in my mind, it's flashing back to, like, episode two when he was yelling at the uh, the blockade people and, like, his eyes flash red. And then it's also flashing back to every time he screamed in terror as he opens up his mouth and does the scream thing that his uncle's been doing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. God, yes. Uh... You know what? I like that. I'm not going to make you roll for that. I'm just straight up going to say instantly the other people who came from the escape pod, they just, they're unconscious. They cannot handle that. Yeah. And he is, it looks like he's practically trying to walk through a windstorm. Uh-huh. Like, he is screwing up his face, trying to keep 
pushing forward, and he is getting very close, and he has his axe raised, and then he just crumples to his knees. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, no, he is out for the count. <sighs> Rosa pats <sighs> power on the back. Okay. Oh, boy, he wasn't kidding. It really messes up your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you did, you did, you did real good, kid. Um... So, let's say uh, we drop all these folks off at the nearest safe island, and, uh... Hey, before that, can we just, like, toss this guy overboard? Uh, I don't know. Podroy, I'll leave that up to you. Do we dump your uncle into the drink, or do we, like, spare him? I'm already hitting the button to, like, open up the trap door underneath of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, like, moving him, helping, like, move him to the correct location, clearing the area. (laughs) Yeah, you just, you are just opening the bottom doors, and he just sinks like a stone. He is just soaring down towards the ground, disappearing into the cloud cover, and he's gone. the last we'll ever see of him again. Yeah, I mean, he's not wearing armor. How could he survive that? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I mean, we've already got the hatch open. Let's get rid of these guards. No, 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 these guys are, uh, these, these guys are chill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean. I was terrified that Rosa was about to eat them. <laughs> listen, they're just, they're just nine. Fabby shrugs. Nine to fivers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're like, they're like clones or whatever. Yeah, clones have rights. Didn't we establish that early on? I think some of them are clones, others are just guys. It's oh, right. It's, it's kind of ambiguous. The lore's inconsistent. You know, it's like okay. Star Wars Episode Four. The clone troopers are being phased out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they're if they're just guys, like yeah, let's let's okay. Let's just let's drop them off somewhere at least. I don't want to bring them with us. Well, actually, no. Hold on. Hey guys, wake up! Wake up! <laughs> uh, they are they are not hearing you at all. One ah. of them is drooling on the table. Shit! I thought maybe we could recruit some of them. You know. I mean, maybe after they're awake. Sure. Um, well, you know what? This uh, old Betsy took a lot of damage. Let's uh, let's salvage some shit from uh, from that escape pod they brought with them, huh? All right. Yeah, I, I think you managed to start putting old Betsy back together. You you know you use scrap metal to fix up the holes in the chassis. You managed to get some some more scrap metal. You just kind of. Put it on Rosa so that she's not naked. Because <laughs> thank uh, you. Ha- having no armor—that's not a good way for an armadillo to be. Do any of the knocked-out guards have a throat lozenge? Yeah, one of them does. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> <laughs> it's lemon flavor and everything. Hell yeah! I wonder think, if uh, I can make myself more machine than demon. <laughs> I, th- I think the image of Buckner just kind of rubs the back of his neck and is looking up at Leah. Gonna be honest, uh, didn't know any of that was gonna go down how it did, but I'm proud of you. You you and your friends, uh, you did a good job. Well, thanks. I'm just, uh, I'm a little disappointed I never got, like, a good punch in on the guy. Like, like he didn't even flinch. Oh, well. Yeah, well, you know how it is with men like that. They, they never want to show their pain. Hmm. Kind of wish he had. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> uh... Yes, why don't we, uh... I think we're all good here. Why don't we check back in with Garcia, see how he's doing. Alright, yeah. 
since this is running kind of long, I'm not actually going to have that. I'm just gonna leave that leave that off on the on the ending yeah, note. Yeah, flying so. off over the horizon towards Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. it, give us some, uh, give us some uh, narration to to close it yeah, out. Ab- absolutely. The brave hope makes its way back towards Costa Quindici and towards a small barren grill by a large forest and a placid pond, with three or four new passengers who will eventually wake up and will at least have the good fortune of doing it to a round of drinks and moderate quality food. Behind them there's nothing but smoke and the end of something that could have been the end of the world. Who wants to help me kill everyone I revealed my identity to? Eidolon Playtest is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at Eidolon Playtest, and you can follow Luke at SSJ Speed Racer, Lexi at Tabletop Camera, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, and me, Maxi, at Maxi Satan. Our Stormy Present is available now at blackberryandholly.itch.io and on DriveThruRPG. Regular episodes of Eidolon Playtest will resume next week. That's April 19th for Patreon subscribers, April 26th for everybody else. See you then!